What's up, YouTube family? Welcome to the Link Up Church online experience. We're so glad you've chosen to tune in. Before we jump into today's video, we want to remind you that this channel isn't just for adults. We have content for babies in the Little Linkland section, kids in the Linked Up Kids section, and relevant services for your teenagers from the plug. So grab the whole family because we're about to get started. Be sure to subscribe to this channel so you never miss a video from us. And don't forget to share this video with someone who needs to hear an encouraging message. Let's jump in. What if we could love the way Jesus did? Passionately, faithfully, powerfully. What if the way we love could make a difference in the world around us? What if that love looked at everyone the way God does? A love which doesn't see the past, but is consumed by a desire to see people come to know Jesus. A love which is patient and kind, not envious or prideful. A love which puts others before ourselves, chooses peace over anger. A love which protects, trusts, hopes, perseveres. Do we love like this? Do we love like Jesus? Maybe it's time to ask a simple question. How can we love better? This is an exciting time of the year for me because one thing that's been big and, and just basically the heart of who Pastor Gregory and I are is relationships. And so every February since we've been married, whether it was to the youth, whether it was to single folks, whether it was to adults, whether it was to married folks, every February we always ministered on relationship topics. And this February is no different. Praise God, we honor Black History Month. I, I encourage you to avail yourself to some new interesting facts about black history, but let's also recognize that it's Love Month, and I think the two just go hand in hand. How about that? Amen. Amen. So, Pastor Greg, you can go and get us started. All right. Praise God. I, my heart is just full of love right now. Yeah, a bunch of love. Praise God. Can we just lift our hands and love on God? Just for a few more seconds, online, wherever you're at right now, just lift your hands and love on the Father. Yes. He's certainly loving on you right now. Amen. Whether you realize it or not, he is dispatching angels on your behalf right now, and they are at work mm -hmm. handling situations in your life, ones that you know about and ones that you don't even know about because he loves you that much. And so... What some of you may not know is that relationships, again, are very near and dear to our hearts. We're talking about, for the next four to six weeks, life, love, and logic. In fact, it is the foundation in terms of what started Linked Up Church. What started Linked Up Church was us sitting on a couch and asking ourselves the question, who are we and what do we value? And immediately what came out of our mouths was we value our relationship with God, we value our relationship with people. And that's kind of how Linked Up was birthed. The mission of Linked Up Church, when you think about it, what is the mission? 
As you all know, we connect people to God, family, purpose, and community. And we're going to talk about all four of those, not in that order, but all four of those throughout this message. And so I'll get us started today. Let's look at Colossians chapter 3, and we're going to read verses 1 through 2. If you're following along, all of this information is right. Uh, you can find it on the church online platform, the Version Bible app. But follow along. Also take notes on your, uh, for yourself. How I many know yes. God, will, the Holy Spirit will tell you a lot more about your situation than what we're saying. And so be sure to take your own notes as well. Colossians chapter 3, 1 and 2, the Message Bible says, and before I say that, I just want to say, didn't the plug do an excellent job yes. last week? Minister Nehemiah I am so proud and of crew. our youth department. Yes, they and did. And proud of him and that department. Just did a wonderful job. Colossians chapter 3, 1 and 2, the Message Bible says, so if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up or link up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. And this is really what this series is all about. Seeing things from his perspective. Mm -hmm. I mean, when we only look at our situations from our perspective, they don't look that good. That's right. That's right. right. But when we look at them from his perspective, we have a tendency to see things differently. Relationships are defined this way. The state of connection, interaction, or participation, binding participants in a common experience and or environment, kinship, a state of affairs existing between those having dealings according to Webster's dictionary. Letter C in your outline, how does the mission of Linked Up Church correlate to your relationships? Relationships are a blessing from God. One distant amen, I think it came from the balcony up there. Relationships are a blessing from God. That still wasn't strong enough. Online, help them out right now. I think they had some, some, some situations. I don't know. I this don't COVID know. season has... Uh, it's different. It's different. I want to say it again. Relationships are a blessing from God. Yeah. That still wasn't good enough for a church that was founded on relationships. Relationships are a blessing from God. Regardless of where yours is at, it is a blessing from God. And if you'll do things God's way, how I many know you'll soon recognize that they are a blessing from God, right? And ultimately, when we're in a healthy relationship with him, watch this, it translates into healthy relationships with others. A lot of times we're trying to fix stuff between us and other people, but it's really not between us and other people. We've got to go back and fix the vertical relationship first to help us understand what's going on in this horizontal relationship. And we're going to get into that and talk about that. So now, but healthy even in the end, essentially our aim, goal, and desire should be to truly be Christ representatives in the earth and all of our relationships. And this is the last thing that I want to say, then I'll turn it over. Remember, people are looking to us to learn about God. That's right. 
what are we teaching them through our relationships? That's right. That's right. You know, the foundation text of this message, Life, Love, and Logic, can be found in the instructions right below Colossians chapter 3, 1 and 2. And that would be Colossians chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. And I'll read it from the New Living Translation. It says, let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. He says, let it. Mm -hmm. Allow it. Allow it. That means you have to give it access. You have to pursue it. It's not just a Sunday thing. It's a Monday thing, Tuesday thing, Wednesday thing. And it's not just a one hour in the morning. It's a daily, minute by minute, second by second, hour by hour transaction between you and God. And he says, in all its richness, listen, the message is not cheap. It was not cheap. Someone died. for that message, then multiple people died to perpetuate that message. It is rich, Mm -hmm. not only the sacrifice that it went through, but it is rich in its power. It is rich in its creation. It is rich in its life. Mm -hmm. He says, when you're in, uh, he says, let it fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Who's responsible for teaching and counsel? You are. You are anointed as ministers of reconciliation to teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. That means you have to be connected to that message to be a teacher or a counsel. If you're trying to teach and counsel out of your own experience, they will fail because their lives are not your lives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. I'm not saying you're walking around singing all day long. Oh, how he, I mean, under your breath you could. But basically realize and understand that your life is a praise song. Mm -hmm. Your love is spiritual hymns. Mm. He goes on to say, and whatever you do or say, what's left after whatever you do or say? Do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus giving thanks through him to God the Father. You are God's agents in the earth. So what does that mean? When we talk about connecting people to God, when we talk about our relationship to God, we have to realize that it is his message that's supposed to be our life. It is his message that's supposed to be our life. In Colossians chapter 3, 16, part A, he tells us, that we are to allow this message to fill our lives. In John chapter 15, verses 5 through 8, I'll read it through the message interpretation. It says, I am the vine. Okay. You are the branches. Going back to what Minister Nehemiah was talking about last week. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation, the relation, the relation, intimate and organic, In other words, you can't live through my revelation and intimate relationship with God. That's right. I can give you all the nuggets, all the prayer points, all the instructions Holy Spirit gave me. But what's anointed from him to me might not be anointed from him to you, from me, from me to you. That's right. The harvest is sure to be abundant. That is a guarantee behind, beyond anything anybody else can give you. 
Separated, you can't produce a thing. He says, know and understand that because, when, how many people say, I'm Christian? How many of you are Christian? Online, lift up your, lift up, to put, put praise hands up, put a smiley face, whatever the case may be. When you say that I am Christian, you say that I, will, I willingly reconnect my spiritual umbilical cord to Jesus. I graft myself into him and I understand and realize that my instructions, my success, my wisdom, my favor, it comes from him and through him as I spend my time with him. And notice this, because a lot of times people think that being a Christian means escaping the problems of the earth. God never said you will escape the problems. In fact, he promises there will be evil days, not because of his doing and his will, but because we have an enemy on the earth. Right. And so he, uh, he also never expects you to be perfect. If you could get it together on your own, you would. If you could make 100% foul-proof choices, you would. And for real though, no disrespect to the celebrity that's out there, but you're not flawless. It is in him that he calls you saints. It is in him that he says you are perfection being perfected. It is in him that he says that you can do all things. It is in him that says that you are more than a conqueror. It is in him that says you are a victor. It is in him that says you, are, you, will, you will overcome. Right? Right? Right. Look at this video real quick. We have fun. And my husband Now, has hold on. While you all are laughing, you all noticed the red <laughs> circle. That's not what I noticed. I noticed I'm a 53-year-old, a 30-year-old, and a 40-year-old. He's 32. He's 32. And I beat the 32-year-old. That's what I noticed in that race. I didn't beat the 40-year-old. I, I, I was getting there, baby. I was okay. getting there. Oh, I'm I was sorry. Getting, I was going to leave you out there. I don't there. like people laughing at me. <laughs> You don't see me laughing. You're, you're not laughing with me. You're laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> so last Wednesday, you know, they got, some, got into some talking, and it, one thing led to another, and my husband, his, one of his issues is, is he is very competitive. <laughs> he hates losing, and he's very competitive. And so he, he said, we can, we can take care of this right now. Of course, I happen to have a team of competitive people. <laughs> and so I don't know if you noticed, but you know, Minister Bernard, he, he, he ran track. So he's a runner. His yeah. posture was perfect. He didn't even feel the need to duck at the end. And he was running in dress shoes. Dress shoes. <laughs> Minister Nehemiah, you know, his legs could have got him, but just he just didn't know when to duck. So my husband's that, that head, this, my baby's big old head, it's, it's good, it's good. <laughs> but in that race, at the end, that little circle you saw was where my husband had one misstep. So what am I talking about? Number, point A, 
we're in this life called, this race called life, where the crown or the prize ultimately is standing before the throne and saying that you are pleasing to the Father. But the only way we can accomplish that end is to understand, know, and embrace that the journey counts. The journey counts. That race counted till the end. There is no winner. There is no finish unless they started at the beginning. <laughs> Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14 in the message. This is one of my favorite, uh, and you know, I don't know what I'm, why I say it. I think I say it every week, one of my favorite scriptures, but this, this is too. It says, I'm not saying that I have all of this together, says Paul, that I made it. But I'm well on my way, reaching for Christ, who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this. But I've got my eye on the go. Where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and running, and I'm not turning back. I'm not turning back. I can't go back. I don't care how fun they want to make me believe it was. I don't care how reckless it was. I don't care what kind of awards came with it. I don't care about the raises or the money. I don't care about the glamour and the glitz. At the end of the day, what's in front of me is way better than what's behind me. So good. So good. And so you have to know and understand that every day of your life, whatever your goals are, your goals are that. But that's not the end of the game. That's right. See, you saw them running, and that video clip is all 22 seconds. And, 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 and you know, they, they popped out the gate, and every step of that run mattered. At the end, though, at the end, once he finished the race, my husband had one misstep. So B, one small misstep can lead to a fall that could end in in- injury or even disabling results. What is my point there? A lot of times, you know, people will think their mistakes, their bad choices is the end or the crushing of a blessing, is the end of a goal, is, uh, is, is, is basically a God is mad at me. God is not mad at you, nor is he saying he can't use you because of your foulness. That's right. But if we aren't careful, that's one small misstep can take us somewhere that God never intended us for us to go. That's right, that's right. Right? In fact, Proverbs, what is it? Did I write it down here? Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. So in Galatians chapter 5, verses 7 and, uh, through 9 in the message, it says, We're running superbly. Who cut in on you, deflecting you from the true course of obedience? This detour doesn't come from the one who called you into the race in the first place. And please don't toss this off as insignificant. It only takes a, a minute amount of yeast, you know, to permeate the entire loaf of bread. See, at the end, what you didn't see was when my husband made that misstep, he failed. I mean, you saw he was on his way down. The weight of, the, the weight of that forebody, was, it was on his way down. The, the good thing is that, praise the Lord, he knew and he was strong enough to roll out of that. And he stood right back up before, before we, many of us even really was able to get to him and say, are you all right? A lot of times, what does this have to do with your relationship? Your relationship with God is never, ever detoured or stopped or misaligned unless you do it. 
And it's that relationship with your heavenly father that will allow you to move forward in your relationships. I know many a people, we've seen many a people who stepped out on their relationship, on their marriage, had affairs, and realized that they cut up on God first. They cheated on God first. They abandoned their love for him first. I don't care what's going on with the other person. When we do things outside of the character who God created us to be, we cheat on him. That's good. Therefore, I've seen God turn that situation around, resurrect it, and make it right. Because yes. he, wasn't, he wasn't keeping them in their mistake. Right. But when you have a good relationship with God and you are gr gr growing in that relationship, you're able to. Let me, let me add this too right there too. I want to encourage unmarried people. You'll notice that text says you were running superbly. Mm. Who cut in on you? That's good, babe. I see where you're going. Deflecting you from the true course of obedience. Pay attention to that. If you're unmarried. Because when you're on fire for God and you are living right for God, Satan's going to send somebody to cut in there on you. And then you've got to be able to ask yourself, once this relationship entered into my life, what happened to my relationship with God? Did it draw me closer to God or did it take me further away from God? That's good. That's did I become more obedient or did I become more disobedient? But let me also say that's true for married couples as well. Your marriage can be going along beautifully. Who cut in there? Because usually, I receive that, but usually... When something starts going on wrong in a relationship, somebody cut in there. Mm -hmm. Y'all don't have to say amen. It's okay. Say It's okay to say amen. Right? And you need to learn how to pay attention to that because it began deflecting you from the course of obedience. That's right. And you've got to be able to recognize that. I've got to be able to say, if it's stopping my obedience to God, that's what's impacting my relationship with her, not her. See, what we want to do is turn around and blame our spouse, right? We want to say it's the other person, but in reality, it's me, and I allow something to get in there that got me off my race and deflected me off of my course of obedience. I just wanted to insert that. That, that was so good. And, and just parking here for a minute, I'm just letting, you know, all too often, we want to blame other people for our indiscretions. But see, it didn't start with other people. That's right. It never does. That's right. It started with pride. It started with depression. It started with fear. It started with loneliness. It started with greed. It started with selfishness, self-centeredness, whatever the case may be. And, the, and as egregious as uh, uh, dishonesty and deception is in relationships, the greater evil is unforgiveness. The greater evil is unforgiveness. Let me go on to part C. C, be, be healthy and strong enough to engage the break, to engage the fall with a, I put out, to engage a break fall for quick recovery. I come from a world of martial arts, and one of the things that we had to learn I mean, over and over and over again was how to make, uh, do a, a break fall. And it's when you just, you just I'm not going to go through it, but 
my husband did it so greatly when he, when he did fall. But knowing how, knowing that the evil day is going to come, knowing that you're going to have to brace yourself, and being able to recover from that fall means that you have to be in relationship with the one who is the cushion. That's right. Amen. James chapter 1, verse 12 in the Passion, it says, If your faith remains strong, even while surrounded by life's difficulties, you will continue to experience the untold blessings of God. True happiness comes to, as you pass the test of, with faith and receive the victorious crown of life promised to every lover of God. In fact, Proverbs give us a, fort, a foretaste of, 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 the human, of the humans that we are. He says in Proverbs 24, 16, which, was, I was, which I was referencing earlier, for the righteous man may fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. Know and understand that your relationship with God, that connection is the centerpiece of every relationship that you have. It's not just your covenant relationship with your spouse. It's in relation, it's, he's, the, he's the center of your relationship with your children, your relationship with your parents, your relationship with your coworkers, your relationship with your friends. If he's not at the center and you all can't rise up, uh, uh, come into a un united front on who he is and the foundation of his truth, then it's doomed for calamity, but you just got to know that you're going to go through things with other people. And believe it or not, especially the people that you're the closest yes. to. Yes. Anybody willing to say amen to that? Amen. It's interesting. I observe in my own life, and you probably do as well, people outside of me really can't get to me. She can, though. And my kids can. Anybody here know what I'm talking about? And so you've got to understand where the battle is waged in most cases is going to be right in your house. Mm. And you've got to use wisdom to recognize that, that this whole family has an enemy, but it's not each other. His name is Satan. That's right. And so we've got to recognize when he enters in, we've got to get him out as quickly as we possibly can. The way we recognize he's in there is we start fighting each other. We start arguing with each other. We start talking loosely to each other. Hello, somebody. We've got to recognize immediately God is not in that. Let me get back into my faith, get on God's side so that our relationships can reflect more of who he is. Let's talk about number two, family. His creation, our responsibility. Family is his creation, but it's our responsibility. We have all learned that having a good family is not automatic. Having a good marriage is not automatic. Just because we're saved and pastors doesn't mean our kids aren't going to make mistakes. That's right. That's right. I mean, we've all learned quite the opposite, right? When we started planning for our family, we saw nothing but a rosy road. Am I the only one that was dreaming like that? Boy, I thought we were just going to kiss every day, all day, no nothing, just glory the whole time. Kids wouldn't give us a day of problems. Folks, I've got news for you. It's been quite the opposite. But with God, it's all been a joy. Hello, somebody. Right? So it's his creation, but it's our responsibility. Colossians 3.16, out of the New Living Translation says, let the message about Christ, the King James says, dwell in you richly, or in all of its richness, fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. 
We're talking about family here. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. So now notice, if his word doesn't dwell in us richly, then we can't deal with each other according to wisdom. That's right. So imagine if we're trying to deal with each other with no wisdom. God. Then we're getting our results instead of his results, right? I want to speak to the unmarried for a moment. I have a real heart for unmarried people because I used to be unmarried. <laughs> we all were. Ooh. But this includes the divorcee. Yeah, divorcee, anyone who was, who was not married. Anyone not married. Be encouraged. Have the best relationship you can with God. I'm going somewhere with this. Then whatever other people give you will simply be a plus, but it'll never replace God. One of the ways when you're unmarried to recognize this is when you're in a relationship and the relationship goes south, you go south. That's an indication that the relationship, you gave it too much power, authority, regulation. You gave it too much of everything. You should really get to a place in God where if someone has the audacity to walk away from you, the only thing you see is that's their loss. And God has something better for me. Everybody clear on that? Now let's get into this a little bit more. Love yourself. Go ahead, put your arms around yourself and say, I love me. That's so important. So as parents, as spouses, kids, siblings, in-laws, ex-laws, ex-spouses, co-parents, whether you like it or not, folks, all of these relationships can be very challenging. <laughs> I found the in-law one challenging. Am I the only one? <laughs> Man, God, help me. You better clean that well, up. I mean, you know, all of that is still a part. <laughs> I, just, I can't, I can't really. I just need prayer. But well, I mean, you know, all of that is a part of the familiar circle. So, so now let me now fix it up. I still, because I love her, need to work at building that. Better than what it is right now. Everybody clear on that? Now. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. And let's go back to the beginning. I always like to go back to the beginning, right? I think that's when things were their best and, and at its original intent. Notice what God says here in Genesis 1, 26. Then God said, let us, plural there, make man in our image, plural there. And we know that God has a triune nature. There's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But all three are God, right? God manifested in three different persons. So he's saying, let us make man in our image. Image there is resemblance. So believe it or not, you resemble God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He says, according to our likeness. Likeness is shape, fashion, manner, or similitude. So believe it or not, God looks like us. 
We look like God. Jesus looks like us. We look like Jesus. We have attributes of the Holy Spirit. You have to believe that by faith. Then it says, and let them have dominion. Now, when he's talking about man there, he's talking about mankind, not men. Or he would not have said, let them have dominion. So he's talking about mankind, male and female. In particular here, the marriage context. Mm. And so he says here, let them have dominion. So, so dominion means to rule, to reign. It literally means to take over. So I want to encourage all marriages here. The reason Satan fights your marriage so hard is because he knows that if the two of you agree on anything, there's nothing he can do to stop it. The two of you have such a rule and a reign and a dominion about you. Satan does everything within his power to destroy the image of God through marriages. That's right. That's right. And so we've got to wake up to that fact. We are better together than we ever will be apart. Right? I understand that as long as we're on the same page, there's nothing we can't accomplish. That's right. But Satan is going to work hard to break up that Union. Well, I can't wait till we start teaching on that part. Now, so he says, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over the cattle, and over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. We shouldn't be scared of spiders. <laughs> There's some people, man. I mean, I'll leave that alone. Let me just keep going. So God created man in his own image. Now, I want you to think about that, Right? I'm a father, I have children. My children are the image of their parents. There's nothing I want more in life than my children to be better than their parents. Any other parents the same way? Now, don't you think if God made you in his image, then he wants you to reflect that image to the entire world. He literally wants you to show the world how he is. I want to build your faith towards that. Then it says, male and female created he them. And then watch this. Then God blessed them. Then God blessed them. Albert Barnes' commentary defines this word blessed as an endowment or an enablement. So notice, even though they had dominion or authority, they couldn't operate in it until he put something on them. I'm going somewhere. See, it would be foolish for me to think that anything I've accomplished in life since we've been married is because of me. Anything I've accomplished in life is because of him and then us. I didn't get none of this by itself. Now watch this. It is, it would be stupid on my part for her to spend 27 years of her life, 24 married this year, helping me build something, and she doesn't enjoy the benefit of that for the rest of her life because she got a little older. I need a little better amen from the men in here right now. She deserves all the fruit of anything that we've built for the rest of her life. Amen. 
Those are all females clapping in here right now, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to say it again until you get it. It's completely wrong if I begin to think about trading her in for a younger model. Watch this. Or trade in, period. Yeah. When in reality, the younger model wasn't there during the struggling years. Oh, I'm preaching better than anybody saying amen right now. The younger model didn't help raise none of these kids. Come on, the younger model didn't change no diapers, wipe no snot, wipe nobody's booty. Come on, somebody. Be with me when I was up. Be with me when I was down. When I had a job, when I didn't have a job. Come on, somebody. When I was fired, when I had good esteem, when I had low self-esteem. It's only one person that was there the whole time. And the reality is, for those of you that are married, there's no, and you've been married for some time, don't think for a moment that there's anyone out there that is able, willing, and equipped and accepting enough to deal with your crazy. Because let me tell you, marriage is an eye-opener. And you get to see into the nooks and crannies of all kinds of... You see it all. ...what we can hide so well when we're with other people. Oh, you see it all. Which is why our other relationships are still very important. How we get along with our parents, how we get along with our siblings, how we get along with our friends, how we get along with our coworkers. Because if we can't get along with them and it's always drama with them, guess what? It's always going to be drama in the marriage because that's the most intimate one. We master our love walk out here so that as a prep course to master it in here. But we take the mastering of love out here so that all of this is even easier. Okay. Say I'm blessed. I'm blessed. If you're married, say my marriage is blessed. My marriage is blessed. If you're not married, just say again, I am blessed. I am blessed. And ready. And ready. To be a blessing. To be a blessing. Somebody ought to type that in. I'm blessed and ready to be a blessing. All right. You all getting anything out of this today? You all want a little bit more? So God blessed them. God understood that even though they have dominion, they have authority, they have rule. It goes back to John chapter 15. They can't do anything unless I empower them to do it. So God blessed them. He didn't just bless him. He blessed them. Then God blessed them and God said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Notice, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So God's assignment to man and woman has never changed. He told them to be fruitful. Fruitful means to develop, to grow, and to mature. Believe it or not, folks, when you get married, unmarried people, please, play it, please pay attention to this. Your spouse will expect you to grow. They will expect you to develop and be better five years later than you were when you got married. Say that again. <laughs> Say it again. Say it again. They will expect you to develop. Wherever you started is never where your spouse expects you to stay. Believe it or not, ambition is sexy. 
And we're not just talking about ambition as far as careers and the right. bank balance is right. concerned. Right. Ambition in character. Yeah. Ambition in spiritual fortitude. fortitude. Yeah. Ambition in prayer. Ambition in, in saving souls. Yeah. See, uh, uh, we're going we're gonna to wrap it up here. But yeah, no, let me finish ahead. this no, up because no, you, you keep jumping in on, on mine. Huh. No, I, I'm just letting you know. That's oh, why I'm now just. Now watch this. Stand down. <laughs> See, I've been with her since she was 20. I, 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 I've been with her since she was 24 years old. I've been training and developing her for most of her life. I had to go tell her father. I said, now, Dad, she's been in my house longer than she was in your house. So I'm the daddy now. <laughs> so so a, a quick example of this uh, on the maturity side. Is, is I was the most immature person you could ever meet relationally when we got married. I understood nothing about PDA, none of that, because I grew up in Detroit. All that stuff is soft. You don't walk down the street holding nobody's hand. Public kiss, what? Get out of here. Somebody going to catch me slipping out here kiss kissing you in public. True story, folks. That's why... Men need time to grow up. I said men need time to grow up. Right? And let me just go backwards to go forwards on the dominion side. Can I speak to the unmarried men for a moment? <laughs> have dominion over yourself first before you try to have dominion in a marriage. Oh, Lord, boy, I'm a, it ain't enough people in here right now for me to come down on the floor. But if it was, I'd walk up and down every aisle, go up in the balcony. Let me say it again. Have dominion over yourself first. Yes. Move out of your parents' home. Have a place of your own to stay in that you can take care of, pay the bills. Have a car that drives. It's reliable. Have something in the savings account. Prove that you and God can have dominion over your life. Controlling your vessel. Uh, yeah, that's a big piece, right? Show and demonstrate to God that you can be faithful to him. See, ladies, don't ever think you're going to change a guy. See, if he loose now, that's an indication that he'll be loose later. And you know what? You know, I know you're talking to guys, which is so very necessary because there's been history there. But society today is trying to convince America, trying to convince humanity that side pieces are acceptable. What's a side piece for the people that don't I understand? I mean, and, and it's, and it's not it's just with men. It's with women oh, they have as me. well. Statistics are showing that by 12% in each year, an average of about 12% since 2010, women have stepped out on their marriages as well. Now, if that's you, this is not for condemnation purposes. This is not to condemn you. If you are a child in Christ Jesus, you've repented and you've given your heart back to him, he's made all things new and he ain't thinking about you, the other one, or none of, none of that mess. Right. In fact, he could take this situation moving forward, you moving forward, and make it even better. So it goes both ways. And we're talking about ambition. We're talking about, you know, dominion uh, in, in the external things. 
But there's a dominion in controlling your tongue. There's a dominion in controlling your temper. There's a dominion in controlling disrespectful exchanges. And those are the small foxes that kill the essence and the foundation of good relationships. I didn't know women had side pieces, too. It, it goes both ways. Let me tell you something right now, though. <laughs> Let me get back to the message. I felt, I felt my flesh rise. I just felt it was started I mean, at my big not, toe and just worked this way. I all mean, everything from polygamy. They're starting to preach polygamy I'm in listening there. to you. They're starting to preach, you know, uh, 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 swinging, resurrect swinging, swingers. Uh, sw- How do you know about all this stuff? We counsel many a fool. <laughs> Come on, let's wrap it up for the day, all right? So, so fruitful. Somebody say God's plan for me is to be fruitful. For me to be Which means I must develop, I must grow, and I must mature. Think about it. I've got to be better next year than I am this year. I need to be better next month than I was this month. I need to be better next week than I am this week. Right? But let's take it even further. Can I just be better today than I was yesterday? I mean, oh, that's progress in any relationship. Regardless of how... Okay, all of that happens. So what? How can we get better today? That's right. See, we That's are right. so problem-possessed that, that, that we, we an, just analysis paralysis. We analyze everything. Let's just focus. Today is the day that the Lord has made. How do we make progress today without digging up the past of yesterday? Multiply means to prosper and increase. Your life should do that. Replenish means to repopulate. Marriages should produce children. God wants godly seed. Subdue means to have authority. You have authority. Sickness doesn't have authority over you. You have authority over sickness. COVID doesn't run you. You run COVID. COVID is more scared of you than you are of COVID. Right? Have authority. Understand the authority that he's graced you with. Don't go out in your authority. Go out in his authority. Use his name, his character, his influence. In Jesus' name, use it to your advantage. I'll close here for today. Proverbs 14.4 says, Where no oxen are, the crib is clean. But much increase is by the strength of the ox. Let me explain to you what that means. Albert Barnes' commentary describes this verse this way. That's my son. You should read that. (laughs) Just bless me for a moment. (laughs) Just, y'all don't know I've been praying for this boy. Can y'all just lift your hands with me for a moment? (sighs) Man. You know me, all I want as the end of, at the end of the day is a great relationship with my wife and a great relationship with my children. I don't want to pastor this church at the expense of the relationship with my wife and my children. That's at the heart of who I am. And just to see this boy. But, but watch this. When we get to this part of the message, he didn't change. I changed. Well, he changed as a result of prayer and you changing. Yeah. Because he has. Yeah. 
but, but as a father, I'm going to help you all out. I take full responsibility for who he is. And I don't run from that. It is a reflection of me. And I own that. I'm sorry. I just love my family, man. I'm sorry. Labor has its rough, unpleasant side, yet its end is profit. In relation and context of relationships, relationships have their rough and unpleasant sides. Yet in the end, if you'll stick with it and, and do the work necessary, you'll see profit. You won't profit in your relationship without putting in the work. See, a lot of times we want the results without the work. Albert Byron goes on to say here, so also the life of contemplation may seem purer and cleaner than that of action. So when you see that in that analogy, the, the room being clean and swept, that means no work is happening. And sometimes people are content just letting their relationship be what it is. And so, yeah, it's clean. We looked apart. Hello, somebody. Mm. But, but those are people that are just contemplating other options. Because when you're doing nothing to improve it, I mean, oh, then it's deteriorating. See, the outer business of the world brings its cares and distractions, but it also brings much increase. There will be a sure reward of that activity and good works for him who goes as with the strength of the ox to the task which God has called him. And so if the husband is willing to put in the work, if the spouse and the marriage, if they're willing to put in the work, folks, it is going to be messy. You have to talk about messy stuff. You have to talk about what they do that you don't like. And be grown folks about it. And how we can get better. Right? Only reason we're talking about it is so that we can get better at it. Not to insult or put somebody down. I'm just going to unplug. We were, we were created because of and for relationships. Listen to this. Relationships sharpen us to be who God created us to be. I would not be my absolute best without all of the friction that she brings me. And I don't mean that in a negative way. The, the reality is she makes me better because she demands better. She has trained me how to treat her, and she doesn't accept just anything. So at the end of the day, she requires me to be a man and a husband, whether I feel like it or I don't. It's required in this relationship. There will always be things we don't like about the people in our lives for one reason or another. How I many you know I don't like everything about her? She doesn't like everything about me. It's called reality. That's why Hollywood doesn't work.
Even in those times, folks, and we'll just stop here, even in those times, you have to see those as opportunities for growth and not opportunities for us to grow apart. Let's just stop. You all get anything out of this today? Well, Let's all stand to our feet. Let's all stand to our feet. We're, going, we're closing out here. We're preparing just to minister to your hearts. But as we do, I wanted to set the stage. We talked about, we started out talking about our relationship with God. And I want to read to you, as you are in an attitude of prayer, Jesus praying directly for you. That was how entrenched he was with his own creation. He says in John 17, he starts out by praying for his disciples specifically, and then he moves on to pray for us, the descendants of his disciples. He says, as you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. Verse 20, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all will be one as you, Father, and are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, and the glory which you gave me I have given them. He has given you his glory, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them, you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they, they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you. And these have known you, that you sent me, and I have declared to them your name, and I will declare it, that the love with which you loved me may be in them, and I in them. Everything good in your life is a result of God Almighty. Amen. And what's precious about that is that even to your ignorance and before you were a believer, Everything good in your life was a result of his grace and his mercy. So therefore, all he's saying is, I've been good to you even when you didn't deserve it. I've been good to you even when you didn't earn it. I was good to you even when you didn't know who I was. And I stamped you with a promise of eternity. And I prayed for you 2,000 years ago, and I continue to make intercession for you even today. So all I want you to do is just to be that representative to somebody else. So good. Just be a part of that promise, a part of that activity so that they can know me. Just be a part and I'll make up the rest, baby girl. Just be a part and I'll be, make up the rest, baby boy. That's all he wants. No, we wore this shirt today for the message that it says, it is through you that the Son is revealed. And that doesn't happen outside of your relationships. So good.
So in that prayer, he wants us to be one with him and one with the Father. The only way that you can do that is by receiving Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. The only way to have a relationship with the Father is through the Son. And so if you're watching online right now, oh, that represents you in the room. Don't bypass the one greatest relationship you have to have in order for every other relationship in your life to be great. You first got to have this one relationship with God through Jesus Christ. If you want to receive him today, I want to pray for you. Maybe you're out there today and you're saying, Pastor, I'm saved, but I, I got away from it. Somebody cut in and distracted me, and I went back out into the world, and I'm not doing things God's way. But today I want to rededicate my life. Today I want to come back to Christ. Yes. If that's you, I want to pray with and for you today. So now, I want everyone in the room and I want everyone watching online to just put your right hand over your heart. And I want you to repeat this prayer after me and say it and I want you to mean it from your heart. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe, I believe that, Jesus Christ that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Is the Son of God. I believe, I believe that, he died, that He died, rose from the grave, rose from the grave and He is alive right now. He's alive right Lord, now. Jesus, Lord Jesus, come into my heart, come into my heart and save me now. Save me now. As a result, as a result of what I've confessed with my mouth, I confess with what my I mouth, believe in my heart, I believe in my heart. I am right now, I am right now, born again. Again. And in right standing with God. Standing with praise God. Can we just give God glory, honor, and praise for that today? I believe with all of my heart, someone online, someone in this room prayed that prayer sincerely from their heart. I want to deal with the room first. If that's you, would you identify yourself? If you believe you just gave your life to Christ, or you believe that you rededicated your life to Christ, or maybe you want to join Linked Up Church. Right where you're standing right now, would you just let us know who you are by the lifting up of your hand? Just lift your hand up in the air as high as you possibly can, and I'll know you prayed that prayer sincerely from your heart. Is there anyone in the room like that? Anyone in the room? You just gave your life to Christ, you just rededicated, or you desire to join Linked Up Church. Just lift your hand up in the air. We're going to pray. We're going to seal that prayer with you right now. Anyone in the room? All right, praise God. We are all family in the room. Online, if you prayed that prayer sincerely from your heart, I want you to take your next step, and I want you to text Get Connected to 94090. You can also join Linked Up Church that way. Just follow the prompts. Follow the information. We have a ministerial team and a staff that will follow up with you shortly. If you'll take that next step by texting, get connected to 94090. We also have a gift we'd like to get into your hand. So if you do us that favor, maybe all you can do right now is just text, I prayed that prayer sincerely from my heart, or I prayed that prayer from my heart. Our media team will see that and they'll get it into the right individual's hands. Thank you so much for watching our online service. We certainly don't take that for granted. And if you enjoyed today's message and you want to get connected with us, we encourage you to become a part of our online community. That's right. And you can do that by subscribing to our YouTube channel, sharing this video with a friend, and following us on social media. Don't forget to meet us right here on this channel every Sunday for our services. 
you desire to help us reach more people just like yourself and advance the kingdom of God, then click the Give button now. This will allow us to connect more people to God, their families, their purpose, and their communities. Thank you again for watching our service on today, and we'll, we'll see, see you next week. week.